Another exciting episode of Never Ending Adventure. I am your host, DJ Nettie P. And I'm your other host, DJ Russ. T. DJ Russ. Coming at you live. <laughs> it's still, man, we're still in spooky season. I'm feeling good, Ned. Have you carved a pumpkin yet? I haven't carved a pumpkin, but we've bought pumpkins. Okay, uh, there you go. I, I always get nervous in spooky season, like carving the pumpkin too early and just having it be like utter mush. Shame. Yeah. Yeah, we bought a little baby pumpkin because those seem to last, and we're not going to carve into it, you know. So I feel like yeah. it's not going to mush quicker. Dude, so I, I swear we'll, those we'll baby pumpkins, soon. those baby pumpkins last like years, like scary oh, yeah. long. <laughs> Do you remember the dining halls at UGA used to like basically give away those little baby pumpkins? Like you could just grab one, I guess, because they were thick of people would put them in their dorm. But yeah. I just remember people like taking those things and just throwing them at stuff around. Yeah, campus. that's yeah. You don't give <laughs> college kids things to to hawk across campus. There used to be. No. What do, you, do you remember playing um, the for Apple all Core? Of our, oh yeah, the Apple. So there was a game that everybody yeah. would play. Gosh, this is such like a bad wasting food thing. And now I'm like, in well, hindsight, I would do it with an Apple Core after I've eaten the apple. I wasn't oh, just okay. chucking. Or we would grab the ones that are rotten that no one's going to eat. Yeah. Um, so there was this so, game, we would leave the dining hall. Um, and there was this a huge stair. I mean, like probably what, like 75 odd stairs. And it was basically tra- like two staircases combined into yeah. one was and about it was how out, deep I would say. Yeah. Outside by the parking lots, everybody would grab a fruit from the dining hall and see if they could make it in the trash can from like, <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. so many feet away. I definitely know I never made it for sure. Oh man, I, I hit rim one time. That's as close <laughs> as I ever got. And I always thought I was so, like when I did that one time, I had like the older kids near me, the older college kids that we were hanging out with. And I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> so old. cool. Oh, so cool. Like yeah, impressing, so cool. impressing the eighth graders when you were in fifth grade. And yeah. Like, man, man, so cool. I've just been, I've been getting into the Halloween spirit. Like we watched Over the Garden Wall finally, oh, which was yes. great. And, it's been good, dude. Is it's that been, your, is that your early wreck of the episode? Is The wreck is for Over the Garden Wall? It's not my wreck this week. I was going to say that it was my wreck, but I have a different wreck, and we'll get to that later. My wreck uh, regarding Over the Garden Wall, I had mentioned that in a previous episode as my wreck, so I can't take that as this week. Um, but I have finally seen it now, and I can confirm it is amazing. You should go watch it. You'll be singing about potatoes and molasses for forever. It's so good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Well, if if we don't tangent on this uh, podcast... No, no we, tangents. This is a, we, an Adventure uh, Time podcast. Yeah, we're just adventuring right now. But yeah, we're here for Adventure Time. I get it. Along along the, the theme of spooky season, we do have in this episode, we've got vampires and spiders and spooky caves. And it's true. Jake dressing up as Finn a lot. So and, it is kind of uh, in line with Halloween, yeah. right? Yeah, boogers hitting you in the face, you know, like Jake's dress. Yeah, I don't know. It's so, so spooky. Not really. It's not spooky. It's, it's a great not episode. spooky, but it is a great We're, we're talking, talking about, what, wait, but, about Marceline's Closet. Marceline's Closet, season three, episode 21. Fantastic episode, Ned. I, mm-hmm. It grew on me so fast, so quick, so fast. The first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, yeah, pretty good episode. Like, this will be interesting to try and find something to talk about. On the second watch, I was like, oh, easy. 
I got this. I know oh, what I'm yeah. going to talk about already. So you know what you're going to talk about. Well, and then it's this feeds into my love of everybody's heard me talk about how I love like treehouse episodes where they kind of stick in the treehouse, oh, yeah. yeah, minimal cast. It's not in the treehouse, but it is that like whole. We're not out in the universe. We're in one place. Mm-hmm. We just came off of the Christmas special where we learn all about Simon <laughs> yeah. Petrikoff, and there's a thousand characters, and there's like it's kind of chaotic. Yep. Um, but we moved to this one. It, it's nice when you have this big growing world and canon building, and then you just have something that's so complex, but takes place in such a minute area. Totally. And it's like such a simple story, but it works so well. If this counts as a Treehouse episode, I am all in for Treehouse episodes. This was a fantastic uh, episode. Though it does start with something that, in my opinion, as a musician... I am not the biggest fan of, which is Jake and Finn go in the Marceline's house without band members, without Princess Bubblegum and BMO from what was missing, season three, episode 10, and go in the jam. Because in my mm-hmm. opinion, that just leads to, hey, why wasn't I invited? Why wasn't I there? Were we going to record? Were y'all like writing songs without me? Sort of like, just not the best thing. And I even thought of uh, an example, a real life example of, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, where they were a band, um, I can't remember how long it was because of COVID, my mind's all over the place. I think 2019 or so, or 2020, they had Josh Klinghoffer as a guitar player for the band, and John Frusciante, the original, not really the original, but the guitar player that blew the Chili Peppers up, was like, hey, Flea, the bass player, you want to jam? And they started jamming, and soon enough, Josh was out of the band, and John's back in, and it's, I, you know, I was super happy about that. But anyways, it's, you know, it's it's just a, a rough little thing. I wonder how PB and BMO feel about it. Yeah, I, I would assume that PB didn't care. Honestly, she's always all like, I got better things to do. She's so busy. Now, BMO is the one that probably would have been heartbroken. He might care. So I'm yeah. glad that BMO didn't pick up the phone when Marceline called the treehouse. And <laughs> as say, hey, you know... Where Finn and Jake, they're supposed to come jam and BMO have his little heart broken. That'd be, oh. that'd be devastating. Oh, they already don't treat him like a true roommate sometimes, <laughs> no. and it makes me sad And don't enough. forget, we're still missing Neptor. We still have no idea where Neptor is oh, either. That's okay. We don't care about Neptor. He can, <laughs> I think they gave him away. Neptor, uh, let's, let's be honest, though. Neptor would have been awesome in a band. He might have been. He might have been. I mean, I think Neptor's little robot voice would have been perfect. <laughs> also, I was upset, honestly... With Finn's balloon music, it was pretty lit, except for I think he really should have used his computer in his belly that he he does like the woo noises. Oh with. yeah, that would have been gone all in with it. Yeah, I think that combo could have been good. Well, I wanted to get your opinion on this, right? So this is Finn's new direction for the band, or really, I mean, geez, you can't really just walk in and do that. But people have done that in the past. Is he Ned a Brian Wilson type from Beach Boys, where he has this like incredible magical mind of music and he's about to implement this with his band. Like the beast or the Beastie Boys, they switched their vibe up entirely and became what we know as the Beastie Boys. They were a punk group beforehand. Sugar Ray was a I mean, not that a lot of people love Sugar Ray, but I do. <laughs> uh, it's my guilty pleasure. They were a screamo band and then they released Fly, I believe, the I just wanna fly. Mm-hmm. And then they 
went that direction with all of their music for the rest of time. And became, yeah, would you call that one ska ish? No, that's just alt rock. Yeah, it that's feel, just like Fiji alt rock. Yeah, like they scratch on the edge of ska a little bit for me. But no brass instruments. No brass, to my though, knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Or is it, so? Is it a great new direction, or is it kind of a Drew and Casablancas of the Strokes wanting to go in a more experimental electronic? route which he ended up doing as a solo artist well not really as a solo artist but creating a new band the voids and pursuing that to a much lesser successful degree than the strokes where is finn on this spectrum do you feel i I don't think finn's on a spectrum of changing the music i think he just kind of lives his life like a song and just kind of sings anything mm. in the moment. So <laughs> the I don't know, which, song. whichever you can uh, pin on a group of people, maybe, maybe uh Chris Pratt, Andy from parks and rec, where he just uh, sings about things around him. Maybe that's the direction <laughs> he's taking. I want to say he's kind of going to doing Casablanca's route, but I, I was trying to think of an example where someone brings a new thing to the band and the man's like, yeah, let's do it. And then it is terrible. However, I do want to say this. This is a really great moment for me uh, in, in the show, this episode. Jake says to Finn, I don't think you've mastered it yet. And Finn says, well, duh, I just started. And I think that is incredible. I think that's such a great point just in general that we can all take home. That's a lesson right there is, yeah, like you're not going to be the best at the beginning. It's, it's not going to be your favorite thing or, or sound like it's going to sound in a year and those little baby steps, that that hour a day, even when you don't want to do it, that's what adds up to being very talented at something, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Look at you getting deep in the in the first ten seconds of the episode. It's just such a good moment, dude. Jake, like or Finn, like I just started. Like we words to live by. If you're gonna have something written down, like I took this away from this episode, like be okay, except just starting at something. Yeah, that's very true. And I like that. That was Jake's response. He just finishes the song and he was like, how's that? And Jake goes, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's just fine good. with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah what did you think? Well, kind of in this beginning scene of the show and getting deep, I don't know. I don't really have any too deep thoughts about it, but sure. Jake has a moment of meditation where he says, I'm eliminating desire from my heart to let the pot, wow. it helps to pass the time. Yeah. And I was That's like, dang, tough, like, dude. Jake getting real shamany when we don't really <laughs> yeah. see Jake get too shaman-esque very often. Uh, if you could just do that, if you could just eliminate desire from your heart, like, oh man, I want sweets, I want to get some ice cream, but like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to meditate for a minute, pass the time, and I'm not going to need to get that ice cream. That'd be, that'd be great. I would I've love had that. To do, I've had to do a lot of that in my day for sure. With eliminating. Yeah, but I still have the desire. Like the desire is still there. Yeah. I'm just ignoring it. I want to eliminate it. I want to stop thinking about that ice cream entirely. You, you want to go the full hypnosis route of, of oh yeah. What is it? Oh my gosh. I I just listened to a podcast and they were talking about being hypnotized out of like smoking cigarettes and hypnotized out of like wanting to snack and stuff. And it's <laughs> it's very funny. So Jake over there hypnotizing himself, eliminating and who knows what the desire is. Maybe it's just desire in general. Yeah. Maybe. The desire Maybe, but, to desire. Well, right after that, dude, you got another, I mean, a deep thought, maybe a theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking, speaking. in a minute here, cloud hunt. It's basically mm. hide and go seek. It's Jake after he's got this mental block 
on cloud hunt. He does, I don't understand that. Like he okay, just doesn't know how to hide. I did have a theory, a theory around his mental block because okay. my yeah. Jake mistake in within the theoretically speaking, a little inception. Making bacon a, pancakes? Yeah, we're making bacon pancakes within our theoretically speaking. Is that Jake, in theory, would be the best person at hide and seek ever because he can just shrink down and like get under a rock. And so yeah. maybe Jake's meant, my Jake mistake was that he didn't shrink in like down to like a super small size. They must just have like, hey, that's not cool. Like, you know, kind of rules, house rules of hide and seek or cloud hunt. You can't do that. Like no special powers or something. But hiding in the house, he already broke one of the rules. So whatever, you know. But what I wanted to talk about with this was kind of the the countdown that... I guess it's a song sort of a thing. I'm trying to think back mm-hmm. to if there's rhythm in it or not. But anyways, what Finn says when he's counting, um, it reminded me of like Ring Around the Rosie. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I literally wrote down, this feels like Ring Around the Rosie. Yeah. So let's go through what, in theory, what Ring Around the Rosie is about. It's about the the Black Plague or the bubonic Plague from 1600s London, mm-hmm. where like a third of people in Europe died, right? The ring around the rosy is the itchy rashes that are fet- or that affected the sores from the plague itself. Pockets full of posies, the flowers that doctors would put in or would hide, used to hide the scent of dead bodies. So I mm-hmm. guess they're put in the pockets or something uh, of the bodies. And then ashes, ashes, cremation. Uh, we all fall down, which is like we all die eventually. We all like, die. <laughs> yeah, sick or not, like we're all going to die. Um, it's a little bit morbid and it's just crazy that these kid games, um, or kid rhymes or whatever, like that's, it's so prevalent, you know, yeah, it's, London it's Bridge might be another like, one. Yeah. Like nursery rhymes have all, mostly like yeah, nursery depressing rhymes. historical backgrounds. Yeah. So my theoretically speaking is the cloud hunt rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and this may be very obvious. Tell me if I'm just like stating the obvious here, but I think it's about the mushroom cloud from the mushroom war. It's all mm-hmm. about nuclear fallout, right? So you have over in the mountain, the ominous cloud coming to cover the land in a shroud. So just talking about that fallout, the nuclear fallout, uh, hide in a bushel, hide in a basement, a cave. When cloud comes a hunting, no one's a save, no safe cloud hunt. Gotcha. And I yeah, just think one- it's about when you're in the zone, the radiation zone from the nuclear blast, like, you're you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. I I think I absolutely agree with this theoretically being that it was snuck in there. I mean, it went over my head the first time. I was like, oh, that's just funny. They just call it cloud hunt because they made it up because hide and seek doesn't exist. But for sure, I think that it's it probably would be confirmed by the writers that they wrote it as a ring around the rosy be. style game for those that lived after the mushroom war. Absolutely. I do like the idea that it's been around for, what, a thousand years now, this kind of like, oh, like, remember the mushroom? Yeah, that, well... Like the mushroom gets, cloud that killed everybody? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it gets referenced a lot, and it, like, throughout the rest of the show, they, people will reference something since the Great Mushroom War, all this stuff. So it's definitely something yeah. that's been remembered. So for sure, it would be related to that. Like, well, how I, many I years... believe. How many years after a tragedy uh, does something become funny? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a South Park reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that, that the, the AIDS episode? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, terrible. We, we won't get Fair. it. <laughs> we don't want to no. get canceled too quickly. 
<laughs> I just wanted to bring it up. It's fine. <laughs> um, well, anyways, my tops is right after that moment. We're, I, we don't normally walk through the episodes like this, but the first like five minutes are just so good that yeah, I kind of wanted to. My tops is Jake mirroring Finn. The, he's doing I, the opposite I, reflection. I think it's just so funny. I was like rewatching this, and I was like, you know what? I think that little moment would be Russell's tops. I like literally thought that to myself, and I was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's so great. And then that. Finn's like, get out! Like, don't you can't be inside. And he, he goes inside himself. He's like, you can't be inside the house. Get out! And of And they the just house. start doing like a little hand clap together. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good little like yeah. moment. It's like a moment that makes you laugh when like nothing's going on, and that's how you know it's like a true funny moment. But just Jake like hiding himself as Finn or like becoming Finn shaped is pretty great. I want to see more of like Finn Jake as yeah, he, we see at the funny. end of the episode. It's funny. Well, he do, not only does that, but like when he's like you should go check, like scope out the room or whatever. And he turns his finger into a little fin that like is running. (laughs) I thought that was, I thought that I was like, "Mm." if it's not the mirror part, Russell would have the finger, (laughs) the the mini Mm -hmm. fin finger. Honestly, it's like the spider bite moment when Jake screams bloody murder silently. Look at that. That's my tops right there. The That's Jake's, your tops? Jake's you silent go. scream with like the tears in his eyes <laughs> coming down. I love that moment. That moment's it's it's so funny. Like it's if you yeah, if you could screaming. cut out and like gif any part of Adventure Time. That's like top 10, I think, gifs. That Spider-Man, that spider had it out for them. Yeah. Just goes, I, I, breaks the lamp. Like I looked um <laughs> I, I looked online and like it just says it's you know the appearance. They have all the characters online in every episode. It just said spider. And I was like, I want to call this chaos spider. Cause this mm-hmm. it's like literally like chases mini Jake down the hall, aggressively tries to attack Finn and Jake, <laughs> then pushes over a lamp, and then decides to come and just bite. Jake after Finn like swats it away. I love I'm it. It's just call, chaos spider. I'm gonna call the spider chaotic good, maybe. I think that spider was looking out for the vampire. Uh Marceline was like, Hey, these are intruders in the house. I gotta like wake her up, make her aware of the intruders, gotta knock or not. She wasn't asleep at that moment. I'm sorry. I gotta yeah. get her attention. It's like, like to maybe deposit. like a pet type, like defender of the house. Yeah, I don't think it really is, but in my mind, I like to think of like maybe maybe it was chaotic, good, like vampire you know? spider. Maybe maybe Marceline turned the spider into a vampire maybe. spider. It's like pretty intelligent. That's an intelligent spider, though. We've it seen worms true. at well, a university Russell, in the past. You gotta give me some sugar because that is my lovely of the episode. Your lovely is chaos, spider. <laughs> is chaos spider. That is my lovely of the episode. Oh, uh, that's that's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. Let's just say like Marcy was the runner up, obviously. I figured okay. either Jake or Marcy is going to get it for you in this episode. Gosh, you want to know something, Ned? I-, I might surprise you on this one. Do you have a non there's just uh, there's uglies of the episode, no lovelies? Well, my lovely of this episode's Jake. I, mm-hmm. Jake is just so funny. He's so entertaining this episode throughout the entire thing. Like, you know, like I said, like turning in the fin was funny. Him screaming by getting bit by the spider. Then you have this wonderful moment. I'm trying to find where it is in my notes. Basically, they're in the closet, right? And and Finn's like, 
oh, here's what you got to, or here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this paper airplane. I'm going to throw it down. It's going to make breakfast. Like, did you write down? Yeah. I didn't write down all the things. No, that it was just like, it's going to go into the kitchen. Gonna it's going to open the fridge. It's going to make some eggs. It's going to come back and slowly slide right under Marceline's door. So, yeah. And, and the paper airplane basically just says like treehouse emergency. But Jake in the closet there, he turns into this like 20s mobster. He's just like, oh, how's it going to work? He goes, yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> how's it going to yeah. work? <laughs> just, I love that. That thought, that was just so funny. I don't know. Jake, Jake's got my lovely. Uh, what I think is controversial, however, is I do have a most punchable character this episode. Is it Chaos Spider? It's Marceline. Oh, really? Yeah. For, yeah, she's my most punchable character. Is it for how bad her journal song is? Uh, no, and how dare you, Ned? That's a redeeming <laughs> I, moment for her. I thought it was a non-redeeming moment, but... No, it's actually... I, it's because she doesn't wash her hands. Like, I mean, that's one part. <laughs> that's a, a big part of it. She's not washing her hands after using the restroom? Come on, Marceline. Inappropriate. She, she, she picks her nose, dude. What, you, you, you go pick your nose? I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> she picks her nose at home when no one's around. I get it. Uh, she didn't know Finn and Jake were in the closet. But, you know, I always say she's my sexy or lovely character of the episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let her sit as my most punchable character of just gonna punch a it. very good episode with very good characters entirely. She is my most punchable one. I mean, Finn scratching his groin and sniffing at the end of the episode was like right up there too. Um, <laughs> so, so you're telling me you have uh, nothing that you do that's embarrassing ever in your house. Nothing. No, I don't, nothing. I don't fart in my house. I don't pick my nose in my house. <laughs> uh, I don't walk around in my boxers in my house. I don't do anything inappropriate or um, controversial. In my house. Okay. You, Russell's just perfect, guys. Just, just a, make a perfect little image I'm of a Russell in your Perfect Russell boy. <laughs> perfect well, boy. That, no, I do have some deeper thoughts on that, but I want to take a quick breather. I don't want to bog everybody down. We have knocked out so much of this episode and still have so much left to talk about. So want to give people a rest before we hit it strong in the second half. Hey, kids. Do you love balloon music? Well, I got something for you. Now that's what I call balloon music, volume 76, featuring all your favorite ball, ooh, n wink, smash hits like Extremities Song, Rubber Soul Balloon, 99 Red Balloons, Wonderwall, ooh, Balloon Man, Losing My Balloon Religion, Sunday Morning by Balloon 5, She's So High from Inhaling Helium, Good riddance, balloon of your life. Now, just $99 plus shipping and handling, standard air balloon mail fees apply. And welcome back to the podcast from... What? Welcome back. From an advertisement I'm, where it only costs I'm 99 I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to say $9.99 <laughs> if I mess that up. Though maybe I said it right and we're just being silly. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I, yeah, I think maybe I said I'm a little 99. too... <laughs> no, I, I hesitated. I'm pretty sure I said 99. Anyways, moving on. Balloon music. You know, if it's your bag, go for it. It's not really my bag. <laughs> not really my bag. Hey, well, I did. We spent so much of the first half here talking about Finn and Jake. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take 
some time to make sure we talk about Marceline because she is yeah. the most punchable character for you in this episode. However, there I, I had a lot of like thoughts about it, including a theoretically speaking. Um, okay. But I wanted to start with the note that she leaves on the door. Um, I think it explains oh, yeah. a lot. In the ep- or I say a lot, really explains a few things in the episode. Are you going to read it to us? Yes, it says, hey guys, I had to run out, but I'll be back in a few minutes. I had to run out to buy some ketchup. Is it possible to be allergic to tomatoes? Question mark. My sleep patterns are always super weird when I eat tomatoes. Do you ever have those lucid dreams? Anyhow, don't go in my house. And remember how Jake says, don't go in my house was written in blood? Yeah. I'm almost positive now that she just wrote it in ketchup, <laughs> which I think is funny. <laughs> yeah, she probably did. Um. But I thought that was really funny because it does explain a little bit how, like, why she's talking about her sleep patterns and lucid dreams that she comes back to her house and plays a song for like a few minutes, takes a shower, and then goes right to bed. That her, <laughs> is it, her sleep patterns are always super weird. So that does kind of explain, like, she goes yeah. home for three minutes after planning to hang out with Finn and Jake and then just goes right to bed, which I thought was funny. Yeah, that, that's great. I didn't. I didn't even pick up on that. That maybe that's why she has uh, sleep issues. She's got such weird sleep patterns. Yeah, and it's. Hmm. It looks like, honestly, it looks like it's nighttime, which is also weird for vampires to sleep at night. Like you think that that would think, be her. Like, is daytime. it nighttime? I like, thought it was I, I daytime when they leave the cave at the end. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe I missed up out on that. So maybe it is. It like, certainly becomes nighttime when they're at the treehouse and she's on top of the treehouse hanging out. Yeah, that's very true. Maybe I got that wrong, but still, regardless, she was planning on being up to jam with Finn and Jake yeah. and went to bed. And that last scene with her on top of the treehouse almost made her my sexy character. That so it, it's not, but it it almost <laughs> did. I'm almost. It, it like, does. I can't remember what's the sound bite of that. It's like who? Let me have your babies. That's let what me it have is. your babies. Yeah, that's what it is. Almost, almost. Almost, but not quite. Still too punchable for you. So it makes sense. But a touch, just a touch. I do like the overall part of this episode, the fact that it's kind of like Marcy in her element. Like, yeah, what does Marcy yeah. do when she's unobserved? Because that's kind of something that we really haven't gotten, maybe outside of Banana Man, for like what does Banana 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 Man do when he's alone at home and he just does workout videos oh my gosh i forgot about him i gotta rewatch that episode i I love the moment the moments really of marceline in this episode because it's like this creature that when we were introduced to her she's like this scary vampire hardly like human eyes so sarcastic with finn and jake that it does take this moment and everybody can relate to like going home and being like do i stink and let me flick my boogers everywhere and like let me just like jam out and sing super loud. And I think that's like a cool, not just Marceline moment, but a cool Adventure Time moment to be like making you feel really connected to the character. And yeah. it's not such a, you know, cartoony or unreachable characteristic that, you know, oh, they're, they're I, like I totally you. agree. Yeah, I've got, I've got nothing against Marceline truly in this episode. It's just, I thought it would be funny if she was my most punchable Um, And I don't really feel like most punchable. Like I feel like lovely to me is uh, a segment that is kind of, we have to hold that to a certain standard, but most punchable, yeah, you know, just anything could make me mad, make me want to punch it. Not that I'm going to punch Marceline, but you know, I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, she's my most punchable. She's also (laughs) amazing in this episode. 
Because yeah. she does sit down and we see that moment where she's working on her solo project, which is, I was trying to think of a band example. There's an example, but I can't recall what band it is or what artist it is that booked studio time for the whole group, the whole artist, band, whatever, and no one else could make it. So they went in there, they recorded their own solo project and released that and became uh, you know, a smash hit or whatever. I can't recall who that is or who I was thinking of in my head, but... Anyways, we have Marceline and she's like, I'm going to make a freaking like album, a, a, um, a concept album about the 500 journal entries that I have. And I'm like, dude, that, and it's all for her too. She says, I'm, I'm never letting anyone hear it. I'm mm-hmm. writing this for myself. Like, this is just me, an extension of myself, my truest self. Here we go. 500 journal entries. Let's, let's get into it. And she starts out so personal and it, it's, she's so like, I guess it, that first entry must have been from a long time ago. She's not starting mm-hmm. present because she does have friends now. Yeah, I'm assuming there, she there, considers them her friends. There is a little moment that it is pretty hard to catch in this episode. When she opens the journal and like grabs it, you do see on the front, Gunter is on the front of the journal oh. in like big yellow letters. And kind of my spoiler drop of this episode is that there are moments now that we know who Simon Petrikoff is, now that we know that that's kind of Ice King's past, you already know that there is a history between Ice King and Marcy because I've already spoiled that for you. And Mm -hmm. this is kind of spoiling it more like there's little moments where Simon starts slipping up and calling Marceline Gunter in the past. That's, that's, in the show. And so that hmm. there's kind of a theory that this journal she got from Simon who had, you know, like stitched the letters Gunter on the front for her. So there's a so pretty good chance she's had this journal. So Gunter back in the like day? It was, it was when Simon was like losing his mind, like starting yeah. to get crazier. And there was like, instead of calling her Marceline, he accidentally calls her Gunter. So Interesting. Okay. it could have been like the last thing that... I, uh, Simon gave to Marcy before he kind of went full crazy. It could have been something that Marcy put on there as a remembering, like, but it does timestamp the journal a little bit, in my opinion, to back before Ice King was Ice King. Wow. Very cool. I, so did, I thought yeah. that was a cool moment of that. And so that's why I would definitely have songs and journal entries about her not having friends and all that stuff. But it would mean that she's writing a journal entry every year. For every two years. Two years yeah. <laughs> which, which remember the first line of her song is, hey, journal, it's been a long time. So yeah. it could just be this occasional, like once every couple of years, I'll do a journal entry. Yeah. Yeah. She which goes if you into, were immortal, that would make sense, you know, to not yeah. do a journal entry every day. Yeah, and she freaking even talks about that in her song. She's like, she lives forever, and and how can anyone relate to me? You mm-hmm. know, like how can anyone relate to someone that lives forever? I don't, I've never met someone else who has this situation or whatever. But I love that that opening line is, "Let's start with my feelings about my friends." Oh wait, I don't have any friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, like, I just got upset with the fact that like she's had so many bangers, especially when it was like I know, I, but it's uh, a rock opera. She's this is her concept yeah, album. It's starting with a rock like <laughs> rock opera, like first notes. Like it almost reminded me of. Uh, Tick, tick, boom, like a song from Tick, tick, boom, 
which is about the the guy who wrote Rent and all his plays prior to Rent. Uh, but something that you might hear in one of like the the plays prior to Rent, where it, there's a there's a background beat and it's really nothing too special, and she's just kind of starting out, and it's about her feelings. You're like, let's set this situation, and then we're going to go into something more epic later on. Uh, we just don't get to that yet, but, but anyways, regardless, like, I just, I just love that she's writing it for herself. Like this is her album. And I think artists, honestly, like that is the way that you probably, in my opinion, create the best art is when you're doing it for yourself and you're not doing it for other people and you're doing what you're truly inspired to do. Like your heart is fully in that thing, you know, it's fully authentic. And that's where I appreciate like artists work the most is when you can tell that like, Oh, that was just so deep. Like you could, you could listen to in the airplane uh, over the sea by neutral milk hotel. And you just know that that dude was like hurting after reading the diary of Anne Frank, which is like the craziest like story about creating an album ever kind of just random. But you know, he read that diary and supposedly he cried like on and off for like three or four days and wrote several songs about this, like, woman that he created in his mind that went through something similar to to, uh, Anne Frank and so on and so forth. But anyways, it's, it's sincere and it's emotional and it's like them just putting their soul into the music. And even though, as you're saying, we're starting off on maybe not the best Marceline foot music wise, it's at least like I don't know. I I like it. It's it's yeah. Just, it, it's it pales in comparison to like eat my fries and all that stuff. So, but I know it yeah. It, it, all of those were fully put together and like songs ready to be played in public. So yeah, this true. Is kinda yeah, maybe especially the, fries. The she was ready concept. to record it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to so start somewhere with that stuff. Yeah, but still, that's that was the the straw on the camel's back that got. Uh, Marceline, not my lovely episode was just like the mm, oh, just, just not my cup of tea. She's got it, she's got some good lines though. Like, Marceline has the moment where she goes into the closet to get the broom. She's like, my Where broom. are you? Oh, there you are. My broom. My broom. <laughs> now, I my do, broom. man, I talking about relatable, like maybe the most relatable moment is when she's sweeping up the, the lamp and she's in like the top of it won't go in and she's like, oh, oh, dang it. And like kicks it across the room. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know how many times I'm like working on little projects by myself in the house and like the tiniest inconvenience just frustrates me. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, man, just get all mad. Oh, I was yeah, like, oh my, I've done that so many times behind closed doors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's like right before she goes and takes a shower or, or a bath or whatever, she's floating over and then... Oh, he had to have heard the running water, right? Like uh, that's maybe why. he should I mean, he should have been my most punchable. He's creeping in the closet. He he said so himself. He in Mortal Recoil when Jake's like, "Dude, come look at this," and he's like, "No, man, that's pervy." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, he true. said it himself, and uh, now he's over there. Now, weird question: Is this? And sorry, this is why this is an adult podcast. Is this the first naked girl that Finn's ever seen? It's got gotta be. Maybe unless they've unfolded the naked one in their treehouse that like hangs over their couch. <laughs> yeah. But which I'm sure he has. But in real life, this is the definitely the first naked vampire that he's ever seen. I would wager the first naked woman th- that he's ever seen for sure. 
That's why, I mean, he gets the rosy cheeks. He's like, I'm not going back in there. Oh, yeah. He's he's like like almost scared to admit what he just witnessed. It's It's a very interesting reaction. Certainly, he is like shocked and just like doesn't he's processing heavily yeah. but he his reaction was almost I, I guess i didn't know what to expect honestly I, I never pictured we would have a moment in the show where finn sees one of the characters naked that doesn't seem yeah like. and well and that's why i was wondering i was like man like we've had little like moments that can pretty much go over kids heads in the show and that's like you know they're like oh that's our funny little adult moment but I'm like, this is not one that flies under the radar. This is like pushing the boundaries for what's like a PG rated show, really. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I was like, man, they, I wouldn't have been surprised if this, I tried to look, I don't think this episode got banned anywhere, but I was like, that's, that would have got it banned in most places. No, oh, yeah. Um, totally. Or in other it's, countries it's, or something like that. It's kind of funny. It reminds me of that 70s show because I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, well, I've never, walked in accidentally, totally not on purpose, it's never happened anyways, on a girl changing or something like that, or a girl that I liked changing or something, and be like, oh, crap, you know, like that situation. You see it in that 70s show where they walk in on Donna and Donna's changing or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's like a some sort of a thing that happens in every TV show that I just haven't picked up on yet, but... uh I, I don't have a situation. I wish I had a funny story. I'm sorry, travelers. I don't have a funny story for y'all. <laughs> no, I don't I don't have that funny story yeah, in that gosh, way lame. either. Ah. But yeah, no, they, they definitely play it off as a very like TV moment, especially when it's like yeah. shows about adolescence. It just creates a very it, it can create a plot line out of nothing. Essentially. Yeah, I'm sure it's a trope of some sort, for sure. Yeah, but I would imagine that in this episode it was like Jake's probably the most scared of getting caught in the closet because Jake is terrified of vampires and he's scared of what Marceline will do to them. And now Finn, that's like the moment of this episode where Finn's like, we can't get caught because I yeah, have to explain to her. her. He says, but I saw everything at the I end. I saw everything. <laughs> and yeah, his cheeks turn red again. So, um, but that's the kind of, the, so that brings up an interesting thought I had in the episode. So like pretty early on, like right before she picks her nose and flicks the booger, they have a moment in the closet really when they're laughing at the um their own voicemail. The answering you know, they're, machine. They're, they're yeah. giggling at their own answering machine. And like I think Jake like falls over Finn's shoulder and definitely makes a bump. And she hears him in the closet and doesn't do anything. In do you think that that moment she figured out that they oh, were she probably in knew there? beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, so because it's such Marceline's the moment with the answering machine, she had to have known. Yeah. So, and, and it's such her personality to be like, the best way to screw with them is to make them feel guilty and see how long they'll actually stay in the closet before they come out. Yeah. So I think that the whole episode, I, which again leads me to be like, did she get undressed and take a shower to mess with Finn on purpose? Well, how did she not see him? She floated over him. Like, is she floating and looking that, up at the ceiling? That's what I'm saying. Because, like, she had, like, little weird, like, it, she's flirty with Finn to mess with him on purpose. She did that a lot in the episode where, like, Finn's trying to ask Princess Bubblegum to the movies. And, you know, she she's being super flirty with Finn to mess with his brain. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's like, if she knew and she took a shower to mess with him. I'm like, dude, she's 
savage in, in terms of scarring him as a as a 13 oh, year old kid yeah it's, it's a bit much and actually talking about all this stuff just reminded me of the moment that like confirmed jake is my lovely in my head was when he gets out of the shower and you see he was showering with a towel on and then puts another <laughs> towel on top of his towel, towel on. <laughs> I, I, do. I don't know how yeah. i forgot that was that was one of my favorite moments of the entire episode just because it's so so random so silly i'm like what are you doing dude yeah, it's, it's a great, great, the whole end of the episode is great because it's just like they're in the, the treehouse and Finn like takes his feet and like without moving his body, like pulls the covers up over him with just his feet and then Jake's double <laughs> yeah. towel showering. Yeah, um, dude, what a good episode. I, yeah, I, it's I a, really it's enjoyed a, this. It's a, one of those ones that like, what is this, probably the third episode altogether of season three, which is surprising with how many episodes we've had that have had like multiple characters in it. Like we had wizard battle with a ton of characters. We had uh, the creeps, like with all the characters in the mansion again, so surprised that she wasn't in that one. Yeah. Um, and then we had, what was it? And then Holly Jolly secret. She like appeared in the window, but that was it. So I was like, it's kind of weird that this is almost into season three. And the last time we'll see Marceline in season three, and it just was a banger episode. They did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's going to be up there for me. I, I don't know where it's going to rank. I'm going to have to go back through all the episodes at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. at the moment, really, I mean, honestly, I, I hate to say it. Like, I'm going to revisit this episode time and time again, probably as a new fan of the show. Like, yes, this is I an lo- episode I that I won't it, ever it's- skip. Mark mark the day that Russell now has a backlog of like feel good adventure time episodes. Cause that's how you know you're becoming a fan when you're like, man, I just want to like rainy day, get inside and like watch some adventure time. But like what episodes specifically? You gotta have your rainy day episodes. And this is a Gosh, good one. I, I would love it if someone would put those together for me just so <laughs> I could have them and I could just I mean, you know, no one you don't have to do that. I'm not asking anyone to do it, but you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to know. <laughs> It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, send us send us your best rainy day Adventure Time episodes, the ones that keep you going. That's what we want to hear about. Yeah. Well, Ned, do you have any uh, Nettie's factoids for us today? Um, we there was a lot of factoids behind this, but for lay it on me, Nettie's factoids. Um, <laughs> You're doing it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna take it over, you know, and just do yeah. it. All right. Um. The moment where Jake does say that eliminating the desire for my heart meditation, uh, apparently it was referencing one of the original shorts. Um, I, I couldn't find the exact quote and didn't have time to go watch through the original short. Um, but apparently that was a reference back to that first episode. Um, Marceline reveals that she does hide infant in Jake's treehouse, which is confirmed with go with me when she's just hanging out in the treehouse. So that is absolutely, we already talked about the reference to from mortal recoil and Pervin on PB in the, in, in the bathroom. Um, also all the stuff on Marceline's wall, like there was some references there. So like we had an album resembling Abbey road. We had an album resembling the cures famous boys don't cry. Um, she also has one of the heads that resembles Pale Man from Guillermo del Toro's fantasy Pan's Labyrinth. Um, again, have not watched that movie in its entirety, so I was like, I don't think I know that one. However, the last factoid that I had that I had a deep thought on as well was that two times in the episode we see her 
on the wall, there's photos of what resemble like um, the Madonna and child, like, you know, old Catholic paintings with like any picture with Mary and Jesus and they have the halos over their head. Um, and I thought that was interesting that they just made a point two times in the episode, uh, once in her room and once downstairs in her house hmm. that, the, that that's on the wall. And my deep thought around that is that for those who are fans of the show, you know that Marceline, we learn more about her mom coming on and the whole story behind that. So I won't do any spoilers for those who haven't seen it, but there's a good chance that she has found like famous Renaissance paintings and kept them. So they very much could be famous Renaissance paintings of the Virgin Mary and Jesus, but she Mm. keeps them around because potentially they take her back to a time when her mother would take care of her. And that's, that's for all my fans out there. So go back and watch through this episode take a look at those pictures and confirm if you think I'm right or not. Cause I thought that was something that may have or may not have been snuck in there, but there had to have been a reason. Yeah. I would, I would imagine. So, well, Dan, dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is that all you got for us with the little factoids? There's, there's some other factoids, but But it's kind of like just like little references and stuff like that. And then, you know, there was so much stuff on her walls. You could probably say, oh, this is just everything has a reference. So, but that's all the fun ones. Well, this isn't a traveler's log segment, but I did want to shout out. And unfortunately, I don't remember the user because the prompt that I put up on our Instagram story is gone. But we had a traveler mention when I asked on our stories, uh, what AT moment do you quote uh, to this day? And for whatever reason, they said, me and my girlfriend asking each other what our lovelies are of the show that we're watching. And I'm just like, hey. that's that that one's in my book, man. Hey, like, that's, that's an example of someone else of taking this show and adventuring, man. Go off and adventure. That's why we have Rex every week. That's why we talk about tangents yeah. or, or wait, no, we don't tangent on this show. So no, we don't. You know, it's all about our own adventures, man. It's never <laughs> ending. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, ending. name drop Indeed. the show. Oh, gosh. All right, now, give me your lessons, dude. Oh, my lessons of this episode. First of all, don't be pervy. Let's just be be real. Don't be pervy. Second of all, stinky vampires or stinky girls smell like sourdough. (laughs) That's one lesson I learned. So if you smell sourdough, there's possibly a stinky girl or stinky vampire around you. Oh, gosh. Um, My third lesson, as I always do, kind of get on the the real life lesson is... If you're in a bad situation like that, it is so much better to like get out of it, admit to take the consequences early on before you dig yourself into a deeper hole because they could have just like kind of slap on the wrist, Marcy been mad, and then they got themselves into this pervy, weird, creepy, hide in the closet, R. Kelly moment. You know, we did not even reference this episode being hiding in the closet. My name is R. I try Kelly. not to. I try, I try to stay away from R. <laughs> Kelly no, references. Yeah, we, we do not like R. Kelly, but no. this have to, has to be the only Adventure Time episode that ever gets close to anything R. Kelly related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully so. I right, love um, your lessons. Gosh, man. All right. I've got a lesson for you. Um, let's see. My lesson this episode is it's best to confront awkward situations maturely and sooner mm-hmm. rather than later, probably. Oh, yes. That's a, that's a way better way to phrase one. what I said. Yeah. Well, that's, it's fine. It's very similar to what you said. Uh, I got another lesson, though. Um, so this lesson, we kind of already talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Like, it's a, allow yourself to be a beginner. 
I thought that was such an amazing moment with Finn and Jake. Like, let yourself be a beginner at whatever you're doing. Don't get stressed out because it's taking forever to learn that chord. Like, your hand will get used to that position on the guitar. You'll get there. And that applies to to everything, really. You know, I just find when I'm struggling with something, if I leave it for the next day and come back to it, I'm like nine times out of 10, I'm going to understand it and I'm going to get it better than I did the day before. As yeah, long that's as what I, I tell people the all the time. In. That's what I tell people when they tell me they don't like whiskey. I'm like, just keep drinking it. Just keep drinking it. <laughs> keep drinking it. Um, I have a third lesson for you, no, Ned. You, you had, you're ripping on me for third lessons, No, freaking well, goon. I, it's a good episode. I, great for you. Again, something we talked about during this episode of the podcast. Marceline's creating this concept album for herself. Do that for you. Dive into whatever you're doing because you love believing what you're doing. Uh, lesson number four. Oh, my stars. <laughs> Preaching Sorry, over Dad. here. Preaching. Ben uh, <laughs> almost figured out, and this is kind of more of a mental note than anything. He almost figured out the ultimate paper airplane folding technique. And I just, I need to rewatch this, see what type of paper airplane he folds. It doesn't then, show him folding it. It just shows, it puts it on Yeah, but paper we can kind of just... tell based off of when it's flying through the air, we can we can tell what type of a paper airplane fold it is. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's a Mark 5, 7B32. Uh, anyways, um, and my final lesson, my fifth lesson. Oh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'm switching it up on y'all this episode, this Halloween Yeah, Russell's always episode. the one that's just like, no more than one lesson. Oh, well, my bad. Um, even sexy vampire chicks are human. When people are comfortable in their own home, you know, sometimes it can be a little gross. So it's a lesson I learned today. Even sexy vampire chicks can be, they can be human. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're, there's human half demon some, somewhere down deep, you know? Yeah. Somewhere in there, they're human. Um, well, anyways, y'all, uh, Rex, let's get into our Rex real fast. Now, do you, what do you have? We talked about Rex at the beginning, but... Yeah, man. I had a spooky season wreck for you guys this week. Uh, American Horror Story Season 2, Asylum. Oh. Uh, we are watching through it again, and I remember loving it God, back in 2011, 2012, when I first watched it. They pushed the limits on what aired on like actual TV in that show. I was like... It's it's actually legitimately scary, and I've I watch a lot of scary movies. A lot of stuff I've watched recently has been has missed the mark. Has not been that scary, and I'm like, this is just a FX TV show, and it's like, I mean, it, it's pretty it. disturbing, yeah. So like, for all those who are like hardcore spooky season, go back watch season two of AHS. Wow. Really good. I will be staying far away from that. <laughs> I, I will be hanging out, watching your nightmare Over the Garden Wall. Like, yeah, Nightmare, nightmare Before Christmas. Actually, not the biggest fan of that movie, honestly. Um, I'm like, is it Christmas? Is it Halloween? Like, pick a light, you know? <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I went to Kroger and bought the, like, 40 packs of Pokemon cards for 15 bucks. It's like three cards for Halloween. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was just in Kroger looking at candy for Halloween season. And Allie goes, hey, Pokemon behind you. And I looked, and it was a bunch of Pokemon cards. So every day for October, I'm opening up a Pokemon pack <laughs> of three October cards. October advent calendar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been it's been pretty fun. Um, my rec, Over the Garden Wall, yes, watch it. 
is actually, and I hate, if I've done this before, I lose. I have repeated a wreck and I didn't mean to. My wreck is go get some friends. If you've never done this before, go to a small theater. Hopefully they have some live actors. It's kind of like you watch the movie and they have people performing at the bottom at the same time. Go see Rocky Horror Picture Film uh, or Picture Show. It's, it's an experience. It is such a good experience. Um, and if you've never gone before, just be prepared to be a little embarrassed and it's amazing. <laughs> it's such a good, such a good time. Go do that. I know. And they, they you, you do the one in Nashville at the Belcourt, right? I've never gotten to get a group together to go to it. I went, um, actually, no, yeah, you're right. I went one time to the Belcourt in Nashville performance and it was, I mean, I, w- I was embarrassed at the beginning, but the whole thing's hilarious People are like shouting out lines and and they're making fun of certain scenes, but everybody, it's just such a cult classic. Everybody knows the lines. I'm sure our audience is like, yeah, Russell, we get it. We've all seen this before, but you know, anyways, I, I, I put that on my, my uh, gap list. I've never seen it. I, Dude, my, we were supposed to go last season. year and then, I know. I know, I know. It's a shame you moved. We could go this year, but you're not here. I'm um, not there. But Everybody is here. Everybody is listening. If you're still listening, thank you so much. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday. If you want more of what we do and, and more content, I guess, check us out on Instagram, Never Ending Adventure Podcast, uh, TikTok, Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. We'll have a traveler's log segment as soon as we get some of those more in uh, that fit with what we're doing at NEA underscore travelers log with one L at gmail.com. Um, of course, travelers and log that is two L's, but travelers has one L we have got a YouTube channel, still no visual element, but maybe one day, uh, send us, I think we'll still do reviews. Ned, have you been able to send out stickers? I have not. I'm staring <laughs> no. at the stack of them. It's it's bad, guys. It's bad. It's, oh, no. all right. it's well, daunting. I've got terrible handwriting and all that stuff, but they will be going out. If I can get time tomorrow, hopefully, I'll no, be... No promises. I'll be trying to get them. <laughs> well, if you write us a review wherever you can review us and send us a snapshot or, or just say you did and let us know your mailing address, we'll send you a sticker from the, or of the podcast for free. Um, and Ned apparently does some handwriting little notes or something. <laughs> yeah, I hate you guys. I hate you guys too much. They're never going out. No, they they're on our list. Thank you for being patient. Yeah, uh, it's been a different different life season over here. So I it can we're, totally we're relate. It's been up. wild. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't done like any content. And I apologize for that. We'll get back to it. But regardless, go follow us for when we do have the content. It helps so much. Like, review, share, bring a friend next week. It's, I guess, the true Halloween episode, if I have my timeline right, when the episodes come out. Uh, it's going to be just another episode. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be <laughs> just, very Halloween. Yeah, or, or get into the season, go back and listen to the creeps from earlier this season. Yeah, um, yeah do that's that. Good. Go, so that, go that check out the Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Scooby-Doo yeah. from season two. Electric yeah, that Boogaloo. One, that one's so good. Uh, anyways, thank you, guys. See you all next Tuesday party forever. And I loved you guys.